Well, it's the dynamic duo, we'll be back again. Nothing back with DJ, you better pack it in. You're lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, scoop up a big black booties in the back of the bus to smack you. You're stealing your lunch, money to search. Ready to feel like just a touch. Only by the end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? You got strong man to be. Mind, mind, It was it was filmed on a potato, so it was hard to see. But man, Manus ran himself out like a fucking idiot, basically. Uh, okay, oh. I was I, I haven't seen it, so no, he, he just made a fucking cock of himself. I'm switching Wi-Fi. Well, there we are. Yeah, I was yeah, switching to a switching to the Wi-Fi extender, so I get stronger signal. It just took a bit of a moment to think its yeah, way well, through. My um, like mine's been patchy all week, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I realised that you know. Half the mobile phone towers in Southeast Queensland are not online at the moment. So. Yeah, all the copper is underwater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it's going to be the three hundred episode of the music pod, it, it needs to be uh, in the tradition of the previous two hundred ninety nine, which is interrupted by internet and shambolic. Yes. Well, should we, should we talk a little bit of basketball first? I think we should do. Some, I think we should do a sports podcast before we talk about music. Yeah. Because that is the way that because, we roll uh, yeah. on the Bulls podcast. I'm Doc. He's Bezo. There, there was a, a couple of – well, I, I uh, the NBA, if, if anything, has not been boring, has not been short of storylines and has not been uh, – I, I, I don't know how much – Except to today when the games were all shit. Oh, Pop, Pop getting his um, – his, Whatever the, the most wins in history was pretty good. I, I just I just laugh at the the Lakers like you know be, beating the Wizards. I mean, th- yes, and- yes, you do. That's that's basically the point of your basketball fandom, isn't it? It's just I don't know. Just, they're they're impressed with things that they shouldn't be impressed with. So let's put it that way. They're uh, from no, LA. They, I, I watched a bit of that. I watched a bit of that Spurs game, and damn, those guys really wanted to get popped that win. They were just, particularly Murray. Murray must have like a really good Tony Parker Duncan level relationship with Pop, which is not surprising because that's what Pop sort of does. But man, he was playing hard for that win down the stretch. They did not want to, um, you know, they did not want to him to get that away from home. I guess Jazz fans are pretty upset about that one, particularly the fact that they are now one mm. in six in clutch games. They. They're- Got there's some little clutch, they may as well be off. automatic. Yeah, there's something just off about them, isn't there? They just don't yeah. like if they went to, if they went into a final series. There's no way you'd feel confident about them because they no. just don't feel it's like, like they of Joe can, Ingles. Joe, it might be, but, it's, but it's Joe Ingles as a as a metaphor for backbone and nous yeah. and and you know just a spine. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like any of those people are robust enough to, to carry. You know, there's not a lot of character the team now. The leading character on the team is, well, the, is like the, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy, and they just they just bicker and piss at each other. The, those two teams, right? Uh, it should not have been. I, I realise that the NBA is a little bit. Uh, you know, the Orlando. Uh, who did Orlando beat? Say, was it the Timberwolves? 
Yeah, and it, and, it's Simple, like, and the Knicks almost beat the the Grizzlies. Yeah, so th- there is a lot more parity in terms of in any given night, a, a lower team can beat a higher team. Like the Rockets yeah. have had a f- what 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 one five of eight or something. You know, like the, there's a fair bit of that sort of swimming around at the moment. But it, but really, the Jazz should be able to take care of business. a lower team giving ninety percent of their effort versus a higher team giving seventy percent of their effort. Make, can you know result in a, a a variant performance whereby the lower team can win every night of the fucking week mm. in uh, in basketball, which doesn't happen in a lot of other codes, particularly so the NFL, where everyone is always trying as hard as they can unless they're tanking. Yeah, oh, and I guess uh, for the NBA, the the way that they've restructured the um, the odds plus the pa- playing game seems to like. We would we would have teams absolutely tanking by now, right? Um, you know the I mean, Knicks, the Wizards. I know, but even the teams that are tanking, like Orlando and the Rockets, are like they can play hard. The, the, every team can play hard and really not feel like they're screwing themselves over too much. I guess, yeah. which is well, well great. <laughs> team, uh, play, players don't tank. Organizations tank. Yes. Yep. That's right. And maybe it's just that the talent, like you look at the rookie class that came in this year, and there's like what four guys that theoretically could win rookie of the year, and then another five or six that have had really good seasons as rookie, like you know, w- way better than uh, than expected value for a rookie in a draft year. We were told was a bit shit. Yeah, that's right. So mm. maybe these guys are just coming in way more prepared, and so. You know, if you don't have to spin a rookie up over three years, if a rookie can come in and contribute, it doesn't have to be a gun, but contribute in their first year, then it's going to make all those those bottom teams a lot stronger. Well, um, Mobley at the Cavs is yeah, the first example of that. Well, even Ka- like you know, the the Detroit have been frisky lately, and and you know that's their rookie sort of finding his feet a little bit. Um, well, Detroit the- and. The Rockets suddenly stringing together some, some wins as an indictment of the rest of the league. It is clearly that they are mm. trying a little bit harder than everybody else, and everybody else is just kind of metaphorically clocked off. But we've yeah. t- often talked about the fact that if you try really hard for a week in the NBA, you can string together four or five wins on, on, the, on the try. In this part of the season where wanting it more actually makes a huge amount of difference to your ability to win a game or a series of them. But, like, that four wins thing, right, there is... 12 wins between 1st and 10th in the in the east. So like if the heat went on a four game losing streak and the hawks went on a four game winning streak like you know the the heat could go back like they could basically almost meet at the middle. Mm. It's just so it's so tight. Um heat are like, a good regular the, season the team, a like, bit like your um a bit like your sons. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure either of them have a gear beyond what they're capable of, but they are really good at wrecking dubs in the in the regular season. Except for your son's losing today against Toronto. Yeah, but but I, I think every but for you that that for you that doesn't matter in the wins pool because you you, you know it's a W either way. Yeah, uh, speak, we will speak of the wins pool a little bit later on. No, I speak of um, it right now. Bezos winning. He's played more games. <laughs> That's taken the air out of it, hasn't it? <laughs> The 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 fun, oh, I play more games, but uh, yes, I play more games. But I am actually winning, and I don't know. Six weeks ago, I almost uh, 
you know, beer jerk had a special on, and I'm like, I should just send the dockies beer now. I wouldn't have sent it back. Um, it. I mean, it's <laughs> basically it's 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 the it's Golden State just shitting fucking losses, just just playing like asshole. Uh, it's it, but it's really just Boston. It's Boston. Congratulations, yeah, you're. It is. Your love for Boston right, has resulted in you right being successful. That must be something to be really proud of to, to cuddle up to at night. You know, I can't imagine you springing awake at night thinking, "Oh my god, I've sold myself for Boston." I just think of them as uh, as Spurs East, and I feel a lot better. You know, Derek White, ex Spurs coach. Look, that's massively all racist. <laughs> Massively racist. No, that's Channel 7. Um, uh, Why are you narrowing it down yeah, to Channel 7? Well, Channel 7 are like the obvious ones. Uh, yeah, like it, it, the, the Timberwolves are two and a half games out of six that I just went, hey, excuse me, what? <laughs> when did they suddenly jump up that much? Now, they've and always been, they've been, they've been in that space for a little while. That's been, I think a couple of oh, weeks no, ago, just, I said they're kind of the. The the bootleg Grizzlies in that they're doing kind of yeah. what the Grizzlies were doing, just not quite as um, demonstrably or, um, you know, they weren't making as big a splash doing it, but they were kind of doing the same thing on a smaller scale. But but it's obviously, you know, you talk about teams trying. It's obviously making sure that the Mavericks and the Nuggets stay focused because they're eight and two. <laughs> Both of those teams are eight and two in their last ten, so they, they yeah. can feel the Timberwolves breathing down their neck. And the Warriors um, are the Jazz seven. Yeah, I'm. I'm not that worried about that though, because they are. Dr- they are literally a day and- away from getting Draymond back. They are a, yeah. like a day, two days away from getting Wiseman back. It, it could all turn around, but you know they're still going to struggle to get that. To I mean, I wonder how bothered they are about getting the two seed off Memphis if they know they're going to end up playing against nah. Memphis anyway. Yeah, and. Because they're a long way away like, from dropping to the four, and it's Utah, and Utah are Utah are a six and four team at the moment. They are going to stay where they well, are. They've, I, they've I, got I, more I, more concerns with Dallas and yeah, Denver. Yeah, I was going to say that, that Utah are a real real chance to drop to sixth. I reckon because if the Nuggets get like they were talking about, um, uh, if Michael Porter Jr. comes back and you know like what he looks like, and I can't remember who it was but said it doesn't probably really looks like Michael Porter Jr., which is sort of a. Just a yeah. random-looking dude because, who you don't, never recognise anyway because he just looks so fucking generic. But he's such a good three-point shooter. It's a little bit like Clay, even though Clay isn't shooting well. If you watch, the, if you watch defenses deal with Clay, they're still like glued to his hip. You know, they don't want to give him the space. Whereas Jokic is passing to yep. Jokic is passing to a whole bunch of guys that shoot thirty percent, and no one really gives a fuck. If MPJ's out there. He shoots at what forty two percent from three or something. Like guys are going to have to stay out on him, which is probably all the space Jokic needs to to you know open a bit more of a seam. That those two games, back, even with back, the loss, even with the loss to Golden State yesterday, uh, Denver are eight and two in the last ten. So whatever they're doing is still working. So th- this is the thing I wanted to talk about about like that sliding doors, right? So and I've sort of got when two examples on. <laughs> on, on either ends. So the Suns, right, campaign had a fair bit of time out, was a bit rusty, wasn't playing that well. Chris Paul goes out and it's like the perfect opportunity for the Suns to 
sort of get campaign back up to scratch to get him, you know, reintegrated into playing with all the starters if he needs to come in and and play a decent chunk of minutes, you know, to give Chris Paul a rest in the finals. And it's it's really worked perfectly. Like, didn't he get a like, 30-point game the other day? And then the flip side of that is the, the second and third best player going out for the Nuggets has forced Jokic into, well, you... Some nights, mate, you're just going to have to be LeBron. You're you're going to have to do everything. You're going to have to score 38 and, you know, dish 12 assists and pull down 25 rebounds. And that game, that overtime game where he just went, nah, fuck it, I'm not losing this game. Just just give me the ball every single time. And, like, he, he was bullying players. It, it wasn't just him sort of, you know, moving within the flow of the game. He was just smashing. Like, he just destroyed that, that game in overtime. Um, like, it, it, I didn't think he had another level to go to, but he, he definitely has in the last couple of weeks. We need to talk about what the people want us to, to talk about, which is that fantastic net sixes game yesterday. Yeah. The Ben Simmons return and, game, and, even and though all he did was stand there and get booed. Oh, and then ironically cheered every time he made a layup in the in the, in the shoot-around. So... so Explain to me how Ben Simmons is suddenly a more beloved teammate than James Harden ever was. Because I, I think like because I he's realized, not a massive cunt. I suspect that's probably got a lot to do with it. Like uh, maybe it's Mills rubbing off on Durant and Kyrie, but and I suppose Kyrie does have some Australian links and would have had some, uh, you yeah. know, some long-standing ties with Simmons as well. But and I realised that also part of that was wanting to to jam it to Harden and Kyrie obviously really wanted to jam it to Harden because he played the best defense he's played outside. How much of that game did you actually see? Uh, I watched the the recap. Yeah. Oh, right, because like it was minute. really interesting like, to watch yeah. just how physically Kyrie defended Harden. Like he was constantly yeah, that, just even off saying. the ball. He was just putting a few little shoulders into his chest and and, const- and it was every time Harden was sort of standing there with his hands in the air going, why didn't I get a foul? It was because... Kyrie had stuck a fucking shoulder right in the middle of his fucking breastbone. And I've not seen Kyrie play like that. I mean, I haven't seen much of Kyrie all year, fair enough, because he's um, refusing to be stabbed with um, with the, the Pfizer's. Uh, but it, it, that was – it was remarkable how – and I know that Doc Rivers – Complained how physical they were, and I know you tweeted from the the, the pod the pod uh, Twitter account saying, you know, oh yeah, uh, the remarkably physical Kevin Durant. But they they threw their bodies around in that game. They were trying to piss the, piss the um, the Sixers off, and it was very much a playoff whistle. Harden and Embiid got nothing out of them, and uh, long may it continue because fuck that bullshit. I have nothing I hate more than free throw seeking basketball. Well. That that was sort of my point about um about that comment from Rivers. Like Harden is a physical player, and Bede is the most physical player in the NBA. He and was getting cooked by Durant fucking Andre was, Drummond. Yep, yeah, and that's the thing. Durant, Durant, like I, I talked about Jokic, and and I love Jokic, but Durant might be the guy that when you get into his uh like irritation zone, and he wants to just fuck you up. He might be just the best player at doing that. Like just going, no, nah, I don't care how good you are. I'm just, I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want. And you if guys, you are get in lose. the mentions of his burner account. He's going to cook you. Yeah, but basically, it's the equivalent yeah. of that. Um, 
give, give me please, please, every uh, like everybody wants it. Please, can we have a 76ers Nets first round series? Oh yes, that would be wonderful. Come on, well, come on. I don't, I don't care on, where it, where it happens. First round, third round, whatever. Yeah, but but right now it's um it's not happening. So we no. Unless Brooklyn win the play in and end up on the um on the two three side of the draw, yeah, and it'd have to be second round because I don't think I think the Cavs have got enough of a yeah a well, gap the, between the, them and the Nets. It's like well, four and they'd a half have games to they'd have to win the play in to be the seven. They'd have to beat Milwaukee to be the in the two seven and then play them in the yeah uh, yeah. yeah that's a lot. But but that, that's, that's not that's a lot. But it's it's a lot more conceivable when you watch them play like that. And if you think of, you know, if Simmons could come back and shut down Middleton and you just put everything on Giannis's shoulders, it's not inconceivable for the Nets to beat the yeah. Bucks in the second Oh, for sure, round, for sure. Think. But the problem is that I can't see a world in which Brooklyn end up higher than seven because they're, they're still no, no. They're four and a half games away from the six and there aren't a lot of games and, and left, still, man. They just aren't. And... and and Kyrie still can't play at home, and they've got a lot of home games. Yeah, left, like so. he was wonderful in that game. He can play four more games between now and the end of the regular season. Four. I was thinking, I was thinking, you know how he, how he, like, you know, just hounded Harden into the turf, and I was like, well, he can do that because he's only got he's, to play four more. Yeah, times. he's um, he's got a big rest. Yeah, his energy bar is completely full of green. You know, if you, if, you, if he was playing uh, on any kind of video game. He is not. He, yeah, he hasn't been out all night. He is good to go. And of course, yes, there's always the possibility that, that currently, if they do have to play a seven v eight, that seven v eight would be against Toronto in Toronto, which Kyrie can't play. I, I I still think Durant would be enough to get them past. Like Toronto are scrappy, but don't seem to have that extra gear. And I think Durant is the ultimate. They'd want like, Ben. Durant and They'd Giannis really might, might be the. Yeah, they'd need, they'd need Ben to defend. Yeah. The advantage you know, is there's nobody probably. at nine and ten who bothers you because right this this, this year's version of Atlanta sucks, yeah. and Charlotte have a marginally better record than Atlanta, but are not a better team. The the only thing about Atlanta is Trey definitely has that streaky bullshit yeah. pull you know pull up from thirty six times and hit all six sort of game. They have no that, reason to be as bad me. as they are. That's the odd thing about Atlanta. They've got they're the same fucking team that they were last year, essentially. They've got no yeah. So that makes you think there's no reason why they couldn't suddenly be the same team that they were last year, but they're not, and they've never at any stage looked like becoming that. So Zach Lowe was was floating out, and it's been floated out a heap, but this year, sort of in both conferences, has really um, brought it home of the one seed being able to pick. To pick their opponent, yeah, that would so be like fun. right now. If 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 the finals were right now, the Heat would be taking the Cavs, right? And that's no shade against the Cavs. It's just that the Cavs that's are just like, where they are right now. Have yeah. one point two point guards and and half of their players are out injured. So but, they might take his, Toronto, his, his, but but yeah, Cavs. I think yeah, Cavs and and like maybe the Bulls if their guards aren't back. What they're not taking is the eight, which is no. Auckland. That's the uh, the whole point is that they don't want to take the teams that are in eighth. Yep, or, or you know the Hornets or the or, or the Hawks, whoever comes in. They're not. They're, um, no, I think neither of those teams are going to be in, in the. Top yeah, eight but I guess after the play-in. Well, unless the Raptors sort of shit, shit the bed and went out in straight sets, I guess. 
I just I don't, um, I don't see and it. Like, they're, they're too good. They're, they're a better basketball team. Uh, they're above 500, which is more than either of those teams can save themselves. Likewise, in the West, like, uh, uh, like Ty Lu's press conference heavily leans towards the Clippers not having Kawhi and Paul George back. But mm. imagine if you're the Suns and you rock up and the Clippers have Kawhi and Paul George back and you've got to play them seven games instead of the Jazz. Like, if you were the one seed, you go, oh, yeah, give us the Jazz. Yeah, but if but if they do come back, they're coming back on the basis of nothing. Like, they'll be – the first game back yeah. will be game be one cooked. finals. So, they'll be yes. – re- they'll, yeah. they'll be the opposite of cooked. They'll be raw. They'll, uh, they'll yeah. need some season. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they'll, they'll be underdone pork. Um, yes. They'll, they'll be uh, but full, I, of, I, full of scribbly things. I quite like the idea of playing around with, like, give me the beef, man. Like, imagine if Philly were the number one seed and went, yeah, we'll take the Nets. <laughs> give us the Nets. We think we can smack you. That would be hilarious. No one is ever going to do that um, because they don't want to be responsible with it for getting beaten by making a bullshit decision. Mm. Yeah, that's right. I reckon um, in the West, just like in the East, the top eight are probably the top eight because the the quality of teams at nine and ten are considerably lower. I mean, the Lakers and, and New Orleans, oh, oh. you know, the winner of that is not beating either Minnesota or the Clippers in the um, in the last chance qualifying. Uh, yeah, Maybe the Lakers it's if the they Pelicans. have everybody present, but not not New Orleans. They'd have to dig Zion back and they'd have to dig CJ out of fucking COVID protocols. Well, yeah. The, if everything goes right, right, I could see the Pelicans winning one game. I can't see them winning... Four of seven. Um, they can beat the Lakers, but they're not beating. I mean, they are a dramatically worse team than the Clippers and the and the Timberwolves. Yeah, they are yeah, many, they one, are many game. games below five hundred compared to the Minnesota and LA, who are both plus five hundred teams. But 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 that's the thing about a one game series is you can be dramatically the worst side and still win that game. Yeah, um, that, and that's that's why, that's why have, Americans you know, like betting on that college fucking exploder ball. <laughs> That's it's right. the only reason it exists. Um, I actually expect that the um, that the the um, the advent of, of gambling on you know legal gambling is probably going to see you know it's going to massively take the air out of the the college basketball tournament being a big cultural thing because that the only reason it exists is because people like to gamble on it as kind of because they're ele- they can kind of get away with it and mm. once gambling becomes legal well, we're going to be like well, why are we gambling on this fucking thing we don't know anything about when where we can actually gamble on something we can we have a bit more knowledge about with like uh NFL football or basketball or something well the the NFL football that got banned for a year and like yeah i i, absol- I absolutely hate to give um Rosillo any props but he nailed it he's like we can't we can't have all this gambling money sloshing around the NFL and every fucking podcast is sponsored by a gambling company and every TV show is sponsored by a gambling company and then go, oh, no, gambling's bad. You can't do yeah, it. But that's not it. I mean, it's this, it's like- inside a – but that, you know, that's that's a terrible take because it's inside a trading. I mean, if you if you have the ability to understand the inner workings of, of the thing and you profit from it, that's mm. inside a fucking trading. Now, you can oh, – and every – the CBA – Every fucking football player in the in the league knows you can't gamble on this. You get to play the game. Yeah, that's the thing. All the people who gamble on it would love to be able to play the fucking game. All play, you have to do, right, you get to yeah. play the game. You can you can give up having to gamble on it. I think that that's just a very small fucking um, 
well, compromise to have to make. But it's a bit like if you're working for a fucking company that's that's running a competition and they're giving away a thing, you can't enter the competition to win the thing. It's it's written on every yeah. cereal box. Everybody knows you can't enter the competition. So why is this any fucking different? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just got a text message from my son. Uh. Who must have must have seen that I co- uh, completed a workout this afternoon? Because we have this little competition. We don't usually this, have it, call-ins on the Bulls podcast. Yeah, it's up with well, the text this, line. This, 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 this. Let's let's see what kind of feedback we got from our listeners. Over to Bezo. So I, I did I did some handstands this afternoon, and like we've got um, uh. Uh, Curtis saved up and bought his own Apple Watch so we can do little competitions, you know, exercise competitions. So he must have seen that I finished a workout and he sent me this text message. Your kids are different. Get used to second place. I am winning with a gold medal emoji. <laughs> Holy shit. What's he's, going on there? He's your child. I couldn't think of anything more <laughs> like. Like if, if somebody described a child and said, does this sound like Beasley's child? I would have said, yes, this absolutely sounds like Beasley's child. You're raising the next generation of psychotic competitors. (laughs) We tried to... Something wrong with you people. He's playing this futsal competition this week for school. And if you win... I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I think if you win... Oh, but you kick the ball on the ground and you put it in the net. No, I think if if you win, your team goes to represent Queensland. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not sure he knows what's going on. But I'm like... You know what? What are you? You know what are you trying to get out of this? And he's like, "Oh, we're there to win." I'm like, "Oh yeah, but you're gonna have fun." No, no, no. This is not like soccer on the weekend where they don't keep they don't keep scores. If we win, we get to play for Queensland. So I'm there to win. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you're there to have fun. No, no, no. I'm there to win. <laughs> I was like, well, I, the logic. I can't really argue with the logic. If that's the only way you get to play for Queensland is to win, then I guess that's sort of makes sense but i could not change him no i'm not there to have fun soccer on weekends is to have fun this is to win (laughs) very logical kid very hard to derail from a train of thought psychopaths you're all psychopaths uh anyway this is this is why queenslanders are like this 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 is how they get to be the way they are (laughs) it's kind of a jihad but sporting Look, I'm trying to trying to do the right thing, but evidently, no, uh, you're not. Genetics is <laughs> strong. Where have you modelled any kind of behaviour other than winning is the only acceptable result? <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah, do, do as I say, not as you do. Something like that. Anyway, uh, oh, I can't remember what I was saying. Have we got any other NBA takes? Um, no. LeBron shit. I'm look. I'll tell you what. What I am looking forward to tomorrow morning is the New Zealand Australia uh, women's one day game. That should be a cracker. Your, the New Zealand women's side look pretty shit hot. Uh, do, uh, have they been good at home and shit away? Are they are they a good home team? Do you know? They're supposed to win every game in this tournament and win the fucking World Cup. That's the entire point of hosting the World Cup. But they yeah, always lose to Australia so. because that- they're an, they're a New Zealand cricket team. Team. Doesn't yeah, matter how good right. they are, they have some kind of mental block whereby they just lose to Australia. Any team in yellow just turns up and pantses them. It's it's really uh, uh, weird how that New Zealand side, that New Zealand men's side, 
was just like easily the best side in the world, but just had that mental block against Australia. And also just couldn't play against Australia with a pink ball on a swinging pitch. I think that was the problem as much as anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got no other sporting takes. Hopefully the this um, Pakistan test is a little less of a road. Like no, I, I, I it doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it, does it? I am enjoying the uh, Usman Khawaja goes home and, and, and kicks the shit out of his uh, his. Uh, his birthland kind of uh, revenge tour. Not that it's a revenge tour because yeah. he's being received like a like a conquering hero. Uh, and the, hero, to be honest, the yeah. Pakistani crowd are just delighted to have a uh, a, a big three nation ter- team turn up and, and play there. So it's it's actually been rather lovely. Yep. But um, Gawaja is uh, uh, extremely well received there, which is lovely, and he's playing extremely well, which is also uh, lovely because it pisses off exactly the kind I of would- people it should piss off. Yeah, I would like to. Um, I would like Swepson to do really well. I, I, I would really like this next coaching slate of Australian coaching slash selecting to be a little bit more adventurous and, you know, not have to play three fast bowlers and one spinner. You know, maybe if Swepson's really good, you could have Green and play two swin- spinners. Uh I don't yeah, know. It's just- but I feel like that's the nature of decks. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of call to play a lot, yeah. play two spinners on a lot of decks that Australia have played on, except in the subcontinent recently. Well, when was the last Sydney well, and, deck and that, made, that made you think this would be the kind of deck you would have played Warren and McGill on, or or Warren and May, or yeah, you know, it's, well, it's not watching- been like that for a very long time. I was watching uh, like some of Warren's wickets on YouTube's because that's just been you know we're doing all deal with it, it in our own still- way. It is still enormously fun to watch Warren bowl. Like I, I was actually thinking about. We didn't actually the, get your thoughts hit. on Warren. Um, no, I mean it's been a week, and, and I was able to put a little bit of a, um, a thing on the front of our of the episode that we recorded last week because it, it literally dropped. But the the news of of Warren's death dropped between the recording and the and the posting. But uh, did you have anything specific that you wanted to say about Warren? Well, it was just that that first English series uh, was the first time I had access to a TV. Um, He's from Queensland. That wasn't sort of in the main living area. <laughs> well, it wasn't in the main living area, so I could I could put it on at like weird times of night and not disturb anyone. I had had this TV, this old CRT CRT TV, it, it you know with you twiddle the knobs, and I remember you know. Basically, getting up super early in the morning just to watch Warren bowl because it was that mesmerizing, and just like you know, as soon as the quicks came on, I'd, I'd fuck off and do something else. But just watching him bowl, like not even the wickets, like, and this is the thing I, I don't think the highlights on YouTube really show is the way he would sort of psychologically break someone down by you know. B- Bowling four or five overs of a particular type, and then just bowling something that would spin twice as far, or not spin at all. You know that somewhere Daryl Cullinan is, is is having convulsions. Yeah, <laughs> like the the way that, and even the the you know he'd stop and reset the field and sort of hot. You know now I'm going to bowl this, and you go okay, well I'm prepared for it. Like ah, oh, just. Just the fact that it didn't really matter what you did. Um, uh, he would just 
sort <laughs> sort them out. You know, he he just had the mind game over them. Um, I, I do think it is sort of important to uh, I don't know, like we've crapped on Warren on this podcast quite a bit because he would just rabbit on with some absolute yeah. bullshit, and he would. I would say his- over the over the journey over the seven years we have been overwhelmingly negative towards Warren, and that was kind of what I was. I felt awful about in the uh, in the moment of, of sort of saying, well, we have to eulogise this person. But it wouldn't be fair for us to say, oh, he was a genius and a hero and a champion. It's because we've we've said, look, the guy's a fucking wanker, uh, and he he takes a shit and he needs to fucking shut up and go away. But that was because we wanted, <laughs> we knew what he was capable of, and we knew that he was. He was phoning it in in a lot of that commentary. He was capable of a lot more. He was capable of a lot more with with everything he did. And that was kind of the frustrating thing about Warren off the field was that you knew that he was a fucking genius and and you can't get genius all the time out of people. But uh, I guess that was the the dichotomy of Warren is that he was flawed. uh, He was a flawed human being and and you uh, you couldn't get those moments of – someone pointed out that 95% of Warren's commentary was crap, but when he was – in 5% – that five percent, where he, when he cared, when he was on message, when he hit on a topic that was of interest yeah. to him, he was the most insightful bloke you'd ever pay to listen to talk about. Yeah, Cri- you, you want you wonder what he would have been like on the old school, not not the new school ABC commentary because it's just as bad as all the fucking rest. But like the old school uh, Peter Roebuck style ABC commentary. No, where he wanted wanted to talk about would- fucking Dim Sims and Steve War being a cunt to him. He would have done the same shit because yeah. that's what what make ninety five percent of Warren's brain was shit. But you know, five percent well, he was a genius. I think that that was that was just the way I, his brain worked. I, I don't uh, I don't know if you saw the story today. The, the advice he gave Bruce McGain when, when, um, when, uh, when Kadich was just tearing up the Sheffield Shield, um, and like had scored sixteen hundred runs or whatever, and they were playing the Shield final, and Warren basically bailed McGain up at a cafe and went, right, here's what you do, and broke paddle pop sticks in half, set a field, and said, look, he's trying to, he, he's getting an easy single into this area. Stack your field in this area and don't let him get that in- easy single and basically force him to try and hit outside of his comfort zone and then stick one guy here. And this is probably where he'll hit to. Like, and obviously he knew Kadic really well. So Kadic got mm. 80 odd, but could not, could not rotate the strike against McGain and, and essentially got out in his 80s exactly where Warren had predicted with exactly that field. And it's like, I that was the frustrating. Your 80s means you've, the- you've doubled your average. I, I'm not. I'm not claiming that as a victory for Victoria. Hashtag Vic still oh, better. Well, but that's the kind of thing no, that no, Warren would have been good at if he was a captain. The problem is that you get five percent of that, and you get ninety five percent of all the other crap. And that's the that was the problem with Warren. Here I am yeah. bagging him again. And, and that's a, after he's dead. That's not what I'm here for. No, no. But I think I think that's I think that's the frustrating thing about him post post yeah. playing career. Right? Was you knew that was within him. If if that wasn't within him, yeah. if he yeah. was just an absolute bogan all the fucking if, time, if he was Mark and he Moore. didn't have that five percent, yeah, that's right. You 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 just write him off and not give a fuck. But because he had those moments, you're just like, yeah. please, can we have more of those moments? Just you a know? little bit more of that. Just a bit more of that kind of holy shit. I did not think that was you know. It's a it's a little bit like the you know the Diego Maradona slash Wally Lewis coaching issue where. You get that moment of genius, and and it 
doesn't make up for the ninety five percent of the time where it doesn't work at all. But you just think, fuck! I wish you could. Ex- I wish you could explain your genius to us. But maybe they yeah. can't. No, and that's sort of the, you know, the complexity of it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, we'll never be able to explain our genius to you, so it's probably time we left. This was the Balls Podcast. <laughs> yes. I uh, I'm going to go and load up on some windspool scotch. I, I, I was sort of um. You know, you rationing need, it out on you, the you don't think you're gonna need to on the assumption it? that I, w- <laughs> I there's less less a chance that I have to conserve it. Let's let's put it that way. Well, the second year you win it, we're not going to feel as put it this way. We're not going to feel quite as sorry for you when the uh, you mm. might be getting something a bit more kind of black Douglasy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I'll probably still drink it the same. Yeah. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side, Doc. Cheers, man. All right, give me. T- do two or three minutes to mentally prepare for this. I need to go and get him. I can't believe my fucking son sledging me. That's just not on. I, I can't think of anybody more likely to be sledged by their own son. <laughs>
the big bone of his fucking leg on Steve War's head, and Steve War's like, hey, I'll put a Band-Aid on it and I'll be fine. How much has um, the IPL changed during the subcontinent, though? Yeah. Like, th- th- this would and I reckon the PSL draft. has changed touring Pakistan as well. I mean, I don't think yeah. this series wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the PSL. Not that any of these Australian players have played the PSL, but a lot of their uh, contemporaries, their um, yeah, like, your, your Dan like Christians what, and your you know what, that kind Watson's of, played heaps of PSL. Yeah, but no, none of the uh, Australian first eleven have played it. Hey, we we didn't we I, I didn't get to talk about it much on the sport podcast, but man, there's been some fucking fun Popovich stories. That have come out today, like, like I, like, you know, if you talk about like jobs without context, you know, if you could have any job without having to worry about your family situation or what country you live in or whatever, like I've always thought my dream job would be the last assistant on Popovich's bench, you know, with the least responsibility, but just to be around that atmosphere and reading some of the stories today about like, uh, you know, guys that were video coordinators. Like Taylor Jenkson, Jenkins was talking about he was coaching their uh, uh, G League team and Popovich, like the, the season finished and Popovich invited all the G League coaches to their like end of season coaches and players thing. And, and Jenkins is like, I'm, you know, I'm just basically sitting there, you know, a fly on the wall, not, you know, trying to – not make an impression at all, like like just trying to blend into the background. And Popovich came and grabbed him and and talk, you know, talk coaching strategies with him for an hour. And he, he just like, you could just see how all these little experiences just fucking had a massive influence on all these people. Um, uh, uh, just it's it's pretty remarkable. Um, some of the stuff that's coming out that you know, obviously people are, you know, whether pops mellowed enough for that people feel comfortable talking about it. I'm not, I'm not sure, but like, you know, I've sort of absorbed as much Popovich media as I could over the years. And and I've seen some stories today that I've never seen before. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. He gets compared to Belichick a lot, but I don't think Belichick is anywhere near as pleasant and well-adjusted a human being as, uh, well, as Popovich is. The, the thing is, right. The, the big difference is I, like I've always known that the Popovich coaching tree was pretty extensive, but the Belichick coaching fuck. tree is dog shit. It, it does not it's extend. It's terrible. Anywhere. It's fucking. It awful. does not extend. Any- and like, I, I, if you look at the assistant coaches right in the league, guys that have been like video coordinators, G League coaches, it, it's far more extensive. That like you hear about the you know the Budenholzers and um, what's the Aussie guy Brett Browns. He's not Aussie, but he hangs out with Aussies. Yeah, yeah, but, but he hung out long like, enough for his accent to be fucked up. The the, the big name. Apparently, he's still in in. Um, he's still obviously he's still mates with Pop because he was the one who suggested to Pop turn the thirteen thirty six uh, into some kind of NFT and we can make money out of it and and use that yeah. to support charity stuff. Did, did you see the the Toronto story about him? Like such a little story, but so. Um, so Popovich, so he's in Toronto. They just won a game. They're walking to the restaurant, uh, and the, the, they walk past a homeless dude, like you know, lying on the street. It's like three degrees or two degrees or something, you know, some fucking ridiculous Toronto weather. And Popovich is wearing like this 
you know, high-end designer leather jacket that, you know, obviously he's got from somewhere, you know, and he, they, like the whole coach, there's loads of 10 of them, right? Mm. Walking past, they're all talking about the game that they've just won. They're off to dinner, you know, everyone's happy, everyone's, and walk past this homeless guy. No, no one else even notices this homeless guy, right? Popovich sees this homeless guy fucking shivering in the corner, stops, reaches into his fucking pants, pulls out every last scrap of cash he's got in his fucking wallet and his pants, stuffs him in his designer leather jacket, takes his designer leather jacket off. This guy's asleep, right? Because he's fucking, you know, trying to trying to survive in the cold, drapes the leather jacket over on him and just keeps walking along in his fucking, you know, Spurs t-shirt for the next four kilometers to the thing. Like that 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 is it's so hard when you're a coach to be not focused on the coaching and actually think about the person. It's it's actually quite hard to do. Like when you're assessing a person for what they can do for the team, it's you you, you really have to remind yourself to like, hey, this person's got family problems or kid problems or they might not have been able to train this week because their kid was sick or whatever like to to consciously focus on that stuff all the time is really hard so for him to do that as the first thought not the second thought but still maintain his coaching level um it's it's quite impressive like it's it's not easy to do. Uh, I, I know heaps of coaches like I, I I because I follow that stuff. I think about it all the time. But a lot of coaches just don't give a fuck. Eh? They just like, mate. If you can't make that tackle or hit that three pointer or kick that goal, then I don't give a fuck. You can you can. I'll replace you with somebody who can. Yeah, that's right. Get fucked. So, and that's why they're successful. Hey, because that's what sports about. It's about fuck people. Yeah, perform. And it's, what did you it's think actually of- nice to see that somebody rose to the top of sports while not being a massive cunt. Yeah. What What did you think of Chelsea losing, not, not being able to play any players or staff <laughs> because they had all the bad <laughs> Robin should have taken the first offer he was given and run with it instead of faffing about and going, eh, I don't know if I like this offer and that offer. And it- nah, fuck you now. You can't sell it at all. So they might figure out a way to let him sell it. But um, he, he's a very much a distressed seller, so uh, he's he's not going to uh, he's not going to clear he's he's not going to clear a profit. He's certainly not going to cover any of his investments. But uh, you know, do, do you turns out he was P- do, Putin's boy the whole time. So fuck him. Do you think they'll do something like um, make him sell it to an English person rather than to another overseas? I don't think they can do that, but I think. It'd be good PR, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think the, uh, I think it would be good PR for whoever who's lining them up. It's not. It doesn't look like. I think the people who were lining up were more English and Scandinavian. I think was the was the the people who were planning to buy. So see what it looks like. But it's Chelsea. Chelsea have always been, you know, politically garbage. You know, they've always had a a strong right wing element to their support. By right wing, I mean National Front. Um, so they've always been trash, so can't expect much. Mm. All right. Well, that was fun. I think so. Shall we? I'll uh, upload all of this garbage and uh, <laughs> see what you can do with it. Clear all this crap out. <laughs>
Jesus Christ. Let's try right. a little the internet and see whether it sticks. We definitely did a much better job this time. Oh, well, I don't know. We'll see what it looks like in post. <laughs> well, was, We know what we're talking have- about more than now. We know why we feel the way we do. And we also know, look, I, yeah, yeah, I think look, we've- look, um, I was I was talking to Ness about it, like because you know you and I are pretty similar, and that we listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I've too many. I listen to I listen to a lot of podcasts that are worse than ours. Our music one, anyway. Our sports ones, you know. Our sports yeah. one tends to be a recap of all the other sporting podcasts we've listened to during the week. Yeah, but, but, but but that's that's fair but, enough because there's plenty of people who don't listen to all those podcasts, and we've also it's just a, I mean, occasionally, I mean, I will often have things that I've thought that I've thought of independently of the podcast that I've been listening to. I'm like, hey, what about X and Y? You know, these things have popped up. I, I always, I always find it funny that our podcast is like a, a basketball and cricket, or a basketball and motorsport, or a basketball and. Uh, it has a couple of hinges. Like, yeah, it's like uh, there's there's a lot of basketball podcasts out there. There's not too many that talk about basketball and test cricket, yeah, <laughs> or basketball and the women's uh, World Cup. I would say that that if you if you do, if you had like a word cloud of the, the we, we'd cover basketball the most cricket would be next most maybe yep. soccer the next most maybe uh, or, or I'm not going to count touch football because it's not really a sport. Um, oh wow! Downhill mountain biking off cliffs is probably in there. Motorsport, although yeah. most of the motorsport tends to live over with the uh, the motorsport nerd pod. Yeah. Um, a bit of that's rugby like, league. Like a, <laughs> um, let's pro- our, and, rug, our rugby, our rugby league coverage coverage is mostly like pastiche of uh, it's not positive, but it exists. Uh, I have to go to a rugby league game this year. It's quite distressing. That's all right. Broncos might be all right now that you've fucking stolen our halfback. Can't you won a game on the yesterday. Well, Alan Jones was very upset, so we're all winners. He's upset about a lot of things. All right, so I'll catch you later. Cheers, man. See ya.